More bikes. Morebikes.co.uk. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another podcast of Morebikes.co.uk. Joining me, Tony Carter, the editor of Morebikes, is uh, the editor of Motorcycle Sport and Leisure, Miko Niemann, alongside me. Hello, Miko. Hello, Tony. Um, so, this is number 44 podcast. We've done a lot of these. 44. 44. Which is amazing. Yeah, it's your. You're going to have to do a, a Rossi special soon. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I was going to say, really? What's yeah. the special? We can't really ride that bike in the wet. He's a bit moany these days. We still the greatest rider of a generation. Any excuse to get that 46 badge. Yeah, that's fair enough. There's a lot of people that they like a 46 badge. I noticed loads of Rossi stickers. Yeah. But I don't notice any Marquez stickers or Lorenzo stickers. No. Yeah, I don't so, notice that so many Cal Crosso stickers either. <laughs> but for a while, Cal was everywhere. Yeah. You know? And when we started to come through the ranks. Uh, we should explain that, um, if you've listened to this before, generally what happens is we do these podcasts fairly sporadically, just you know, when we've been out and we've done things, and Miko and I can sort of tally up being in the office at the same time, so we'll do a podcast like this, but because of the way it's done, it's generally over lunch, so uh, we've got a sandwich and some crisps, so if you hear eating in the background, <laughs> literally we're that easy going about it. Um, we don't take the podcast seriously. Can't imagine anybody taking podcasts seriously. If you take podcasts seriously... You need to re-look at your life, I think. But anyway, thanks for joining us. Um, what we're going to talk about, Nico, is basically the shows we've got coming up. Because uh, as we are right now, what day is it today? 1st of November. Yeah. Uh, pinch punch. Oh, uh, no return. Twice. No return. Uh, 1st of November, so we're about a week away from Eichma, which is the 7th mm-hmm. of November, when, we, when we're recording this. We should put that in. Um, so we're about a week away from Eichma, which is the big show in Milan, the first of the big industry shows really. We've had the Tokyo Motor Show and we've seen some weird things, but you always see weird things at the Tokyo Motor Show. Yeah. So we've got Eichma coming up and almost immediately after that we're at Motorcycle Live at the NEC for the British show. Um, mate, there's been some weird stuff floating around. There really has. We've seen the KTM free ride now they've already done a release on that mm-hmm. to the media of which uh, we were a part of and uh, I've got to say I love that free ride concept it's I can't remember off the top of my head what it is but it's like six times faster to charge and it's got so much more range and yeah. you know KTM have really got behind that, that whole idea now doesn't that have like interchangeable batteries as well now? yeah that's right yes yeah, so you can pop a battery mm. out and pop it back in which yeah. is going to be where surely the future of this stuff lies yeah, yeah. I mean, if you go and ride a dirt track, for instance, that would be awesome. You know, it just mm. go Have run, a battery run, run, drop. Run, swap, run, 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 run. That's basically, it's like drones, isn't it? You mm. fly a drone, you, you, it runs out of juice, you put another battery in and carry on flying. From what I understand, because yeah. I'm obsessed with those shopping channels, and there's one <laughs> at the moment uh, that sells drones, and it's like almost 24 hours a day. I can tell you everything about a drone. Don't don't tell me anything about drones. I love watching I the drone the it. drone guys selling their drones because the next drone they show is better than any other drone there's ever been. <laughs> yeah. If you just watch it, you know, into the early hours, it's, the drones are getting more and more amazing. It's it's almost as if super um, drone, yeah, super drone. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got we've seen lots of things. So we've seen the KTM free ride. That's a that's a really exciting bike. We've got things that will come out at Eichmann. Um and there's rumours kicking around, and we can't really go into the rumours too much because um, you know, by the time 
most people hear this will have seen bikes come out and will look foolish. <laughs> However, <laughs> what I will say, and this came through um, today actually from uh, there's a there's a website. Some really cool guys in Holland do a website called Ollie Peel, and um, I love it. I think it's a really fun site. They don't take themselves too seriously, which is great. And they had a, a rumor today, uh, which was about this new Kawasaki, the new supercharged Kawasaki. Whether this is the GT or the thing that we've known as the S2, which would be the slightly smaller capacity Kawasaki with a supercharger. I really is, hope it is that one. Well, the smaller one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because they're saying, they're saying they've heard that it's only going to make 159 brake. Mm. Only. I say that with sort of like, you know, in round inverted commas, but in 159 brake horsepower, still a lot of horsepower, yeah. but this bike has a supercharger whacked onto the side. Now, superchargers can do two things, as far as I'm aware, and we stand to be corrected. Um, they can either make a bike go extremely fast for its capacity, or they can make a bike be extremely frugal at certain revs for its capacity. So if that's the case, and this, is only, this bike is actually this new supercharged Kawasaki H2, is actually going to only make 159 brake horsepower if the Oli Peel guys are correcting what they've mm. heard. I like how we say only 159. Yeah, exactly. Well, the world's <laughs> changed. Yeah. Um, but comparatively, 160 brake isn't isn't like the you know the 220. If you think of the H2 uh, R, yeah, that was doing 310, 326 brake horsepower with Ram Air, which is freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, but if it is only making that, does that mean that 160 brake horsepower, more than enough for the road, you can do some really nice stuff with 160 brake horsepower, does that mean then it's going to give us a phenomenal MPG? Mm. Yeah, could do, if that's the case. There's lots of coulds, ifs and ands around there. So that's an interesting bike to look out for when we get to Eichmel, when we get to the Motorcycle Live show at the NEC. Another one that I am absolutely chomping at the bit for is that KTM 790. Yeah, that's got to be there. Because we had the prototype last year, yeah, we saw it at Eichmann, and uh, you and I basically lost our freaking <laughs> nuts over it. As did everybody else. Such a work. The prototype looked so good. So good. If you haven't seen it, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen it, honestly, it's hard to get across just how special this bike was. It was like if you sketched a KTM, but you sketched it and you were just getting a bit more radical, a bit more radical, a bit more radical, and you reached that point where you thought, well, no bike will ever look that good. <laughs> that was what this bike was, you know, the exhaust under the seat. Yeah. Which, you know, talking to a few guys at KTM, I was over there uh, in August in the factory, and I know, because they were saying that's very difficult to do. They weren't saying the bike won't have it. Nobody mm. was giving me any inside information. But they were saying it's very hard to do because mm. there's not much body work around that concept and they've got to be, they've got to be careful that people can burn themselves and it's not you know it's not uh, fouling in any way mm. so whether it's got that or not we'll wait and see but that's 790 KTM man if it's if it's like a little Super Duke they're not going to make enough of them no. you know because that's Super Duke I've run the Super Duke uh, GT 1290 GT this year and just the best bike ever. Genuinely, I absolutely <laughs> love it. You can do everything on it. And if this is a 790 version, 750 version, whatever they end up with, of that, oh man, it's just gonna it's gonna fly off the shelves. It really is. Be awesome. Be awesome. Anything out there that you're particularly looking forward to yourself? Um, I'm I'm kind of curious about this new um, Yamaha. Is it Nick and Nikon? Oh yeah, yeah. The three wheeler. Three wheeler. Yeah. Basically, an MT09, as far as I can tell. An MT09 with um, with two front wheels, and it. I often find myself thinking as I'm riding along, you know what I need here? 
<laughs> on my bike. I often think to myself, what I need here is an extra wheel on the front. So I've basically, you know, I've, I've got all the all the look of an odd three-wheeler. I like the fact that just looking online when they announced that, uh, they haven't given all the details yet, but mm. they've, they've, you know, pretty much said that this is this bike is going to be a, a proper bike. Mm. Um, and everyone said, yeah, but how will it wheelie? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's an MT-09, it's supposed to wheelie. I know a fair few guys who could, who could definitely wheelie it, no matter what anybody mm. said, but I just don't, I don't know. I remain to be convinced. But saying that won't be the first time that the factory's brought something out. We look at it and go, okay, not sure. You ride it, you come and go, actually, that's a real laugh. I really enjoyed that. Well, I really enjoyed the, um, what's the Piaggio three-wheeler? The No, not the Piaggio. MP3, is that the one, or is that the... I'll get confused between that and the Piaggio. But that's, you know, that's a lot of fun to ride. It is a lot more fun to ride than what it looks. It looks like a souped-up mobility scooter, doesn't it? Yeah, got that, yeah, it does, but... Would you have three wheels over two, being that you're a biker? No, I wouldn't, but I can see how people who commute in, in cities would. So what, you know, what we, so what, are you saying that if you're not a hardcore if you're not, motorcyclist? Yeah, yeah if, you're, if you're a commuter first and motorcyclist second, yeah. I think that could be a really interesting bike. So is it enough of a bike? And this is the Yamaha we're talking about now, this Nikon thing. Mm. Is it enough of a bike to get people off four wheels and onto three? Well, think? it depends on where they price it and how it handles and all the rest. But it's a lot of motor, a lot of engine for that type of rider coming. Yeah, into. I mean it's it's basically an MT09, so it it has all the all the power you need mm. in cities and way more than you need. Mm. But if it's if it's I don't know what the dimensions are, but if it's fairly slim mm-hmm. and you can use it to uh, to filter in uh, in cities and and use it as your commuter, then you could also use it as a bit of a plaything in the weekend. Yeah, you? yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, I mean, is it aiming at, is it aiming at a generation that isn't us, uh, isn't anybody who's listening to this? Is it aiming at a new type of person coming into it? The teaser video, the you know, the video, the mm. reveal video, and all, had, and all that had a guy in his swanky future space white mm. suit. You know, he, he looked more like he was skiing mm. on it as he's going down down the mountain roads. You know, from the shoulder movements and the arm movements, it looks mm. more like a that type of movement on the bike rather than someone who's part of the motorcycle and just enjoying the corner and the corner and the corner. I'm not saying mm. you would enjoy it on this. God, what am I saying about this? <laughs> I'm saying I don't, I can't see the type of rider who would go on it. But mm. maybe that's because what we need to do is get it and then see the type of person who buys it. Yeah. I haven't got a price or anything on it, have I? No, no, I think that'll be a while. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to charge for it. Um, what would, they, would they charge a premium price for it? It's not going to be a super cheap one, is it? No. They have to um, have to go fairly high. Well, just without the suspension mm, alone, they're going to have yeah. to price it higher than an MT-09, I Yeah, I would have thought so, yeah. But then, where you set a price point on a bike, it's going to attract a different type of market. Mm. No, if you charge forty grand for it, not that they will. No. If you charge forty grand for it, the type of person who buy it would have to have forty grand mm. of disposable income. It's that whole, you know, aspiration versus execution to a degree, isn't it? But then, I suppose if it is more of a commuter, 
then you're looking probably more of a PCP deal pricing mm. to sort of match what you would pay for your travel card or whatever. Exactly. So you're looking at monthly costs rather than the overall cost. Of ah, now that is a great idea. Because if you do that, yeah, and you've got a travel card at the moment and you sit in that horrible metal tin mm. with all those smelly people <laughs> breathing on you and touching you and dirty, dirty. You're all right, I did it once. <laughs> you know, and you're sitting there and you think, for the same money as this, I can have one of those funky three wheel yellow cars. Mm. And you're not a die hard biker, so, you know, an adventure bike doesn't appeal to you because they're too big, they look too imposing. You know, no matter what the reality of them actually is, hmm. you know, it could be who they're aiming at. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to have a ride on one. I'm excited to find out how the mechanics of it feel. As long as it's not like a bemoter style feel on the front, it's Yamaha. They're not gonna, they're not gonna have it feeling like that. I do know because we see a lot of patents. I do know that this has been in development for years. Mm. years and years and years we've been seeing these patents coming through even before we saw it as a concept even before we saw it in any of its former iterations yeah. it is just you know something that Yamaha has wanted to do for a long time yeah. clearly I feel now that the market is there or thereabouts any other new bikes that you're you're eager to see um, Suzuki what else is there Honda. Suzuki well Suzuki's got that the SV 650X is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah, not that. So it's a nice that. looking kit, but it's just kitted, isn't it? It, it is, it is. Um, and as far as I know, I mean, I've not heard anything about other Suzuki's. I mean, they might bring something absolutely amazing, like we've seen some of the the patents again. Yeah. Um, over the last year, yeah, that would suggest, thinking, yeah, the supercharged would, and turbocharged. Mm. It's weird, man, because Suzuki went, has gone through a period of the patents, so they're protecting all these ideas, and we see them when we get granted. And uh, we went, we've gone through a little clutch of two or three months, where every other day there appears a different patent for the bloody recursion. Mm. If you haven't seen this, um, go and um, type in recursion. R-E-C-U-R-S-I-O-N into the search bar on more bikes and you'll see all of the history of the recursion in there. It started out as a concept bike and then uh, it's disappeared and then we've got various people from Suzuki saying it's going to, you know, we're going to go down that route, that's what we want. And there's a lot of talk about it being a 650, mm. like a calf, uh, uh, a calf racer, come naked, come like a Triumph Thruxton, but a bit more modern. I just want it out here now. It's going to have a turbocharger or a supercharger, depending on which patent you have and look at. They've got their, or their, um, they've got everything in the bag that they need to make it, so it could yeah. well turn up at Eichmann. But there's been no sort of final prototype pictures of it or anything like that. Whereas we saw, we had yesterday on the website, uh, the Vitpillen 701 final mm. prototype that was caught outside of. Well, I wouldn't say Barcelona I think it was a town outside of Barcelona somewhere that neck of the woods yeah. where a test rider had stopped and uh, a friend of ours uh, basically whipped his camera phone <laughs> out and bashed off five, five photos of it really quickly before he got the shit away yeah. which is great but I haven't seen anything about this recursion I'll tell you one thing I do want to see from Suzuki is this supercharged Hayabusa yes Yes, yes, yes. Man, I want the supercharged Hayabusa <laughs> just because the world is a better place if we've got very fast Hayabusas, not limited Hayabusas, <laughs> but like back in the day, you know, where you crack the throttle and the world spins a bit faster <laughs> underneath yeah. you. Man. That would be amazing. I'm looking forward to that. We ran a, an interview a while ago with the Suzuki, with the Suzuki president, 
And in there, the Suzuki president, I love this quote more than anything else. Uh, it was a French guy who interviewed a French journalist. And he said, um, right, so the supercharged Hayabusa, is it coming? And I'm paraphrasing, obviously, and the president basically said, yeah, it's coming. And he said, What's, why are you doing it? Are you doing it you know, to uh, give better range so it can be more like a sports tour? And the Suzuki president just turned around, apparently, and said, uh, no, 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 we just want to be really fast. <laughs> and to hear Suzuki saying that again, bearing in mind that Hayabusa came out to beat the Blackbird. Yeah. And Suzuki just, it's willy-waving of the best way possible, you know? I love that. I mean, I'm a big Suzuki fan. I've owned a lot of Suzukis over the years. I just like the attitude of a factory that goes, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah we're no, going to we, go we, fast. Yeah, we want to go fast. That's all we want to do is fast. <laughs> Screw the miles per gallon. You get 12 out of this when, we, when you're really on it. But that supercharger is going to make an awesome noise. It's going to suck your knee into the engine. You're going to do 300 mile an hour, man. It's going to be like riding a Tron bike or Street Hawk or something like that. You know, you're just going to go mad. So that's to look forward to. I really hope we get something supercharged from Suzuki. You know? That'd be cool. Even if it's like a, a concept or something like that, it would be really cool to see that they're, they're doing something about it. Yeah, true. But that really pisses me off. What you just Not what you said pisses me off, but that, the thing that... Time and time again, we see concepts. Yeah. Oh, here's a concept, or here's a bike that we're going to put into production in two years' time. Mm. Well, you know, we've seen bikes in the past where a factory's shown them and they say, it's going to be out in two years. And then you find out through contact in the game that the reason it's two years isn't for any official reason, it's because there was a dispute over suspension. One manufacturer had signed a deal for an exclusive set of suspension. Another manufacturer had the nose out of joint, so they had a bit of salt. Yeah. And you just think, well, Christ, stop showing us these bikes. <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's the motorcycle equivalent of the, um, of the empty hand, throwing an, empty, a, a, an invisible ball for a dog, isn't it? Because we all go, oh, great. Yeah. And then they go, over there, look, over there. And we turn it around, our tails are up and off we go to chase this one, and we, we two steps and go, on, there's no ball. <laughs> what are you doing with these bikes? Where are the bikes? Where are these bikes? So, yeah, concepts are great. I really hope KTM has something along that 790 line mm. that we can go and buy. Yeah. We've seen prototypes of it. We've had them on the website. We've had photographs of it being snapped. I hope it's at Eichmer. I hope it's at Motorcycle Live. If it is, go and sit on it because, man, that's going to be a hell of a bike. I'm really looking forward to riding that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big KTM fan. The chassis at the moment, the way they ride, just beautiful. And if it's 790, it'll have reasonable amounts of power. Say reasonable, you know, it probably... Probably decent power in it. Mm. They'll have a fairly short wheelbase and it'll just be lovely to ride. Yeah. Real fun, real yeah. fun. Um, new kit, anything out there new kit-wise that you're that you're looking forward to or um, that you're aware of is coming or any helmets or anything? Actually, that's the point. We had, uh, we had some guys in the other day, didn't we, from Senna. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's the crack with that Senna helmet? The, they're going to make a Bluetooth... We should explain. You explain what the Senna helmet oh, the, is. The noise-cancelling helmet that okay. they've been... Um, dangling in front of our noses for the last couple of years now that's yeah. still not coming out yet they keep saying that it'll come in the next quarter and then the next quarter and then the next quarter so there's clearly something that they still need to yeah. get right with it but what's that's the idea, what's the idea behind it what the idea is that it's, it's got because Senna's company they do uh, comms devices and helmet uh, intercom systems in all integrated then they're working with uh, the likes of Schubert helmets and um, I believe Nuvis 
as well, which yeah. we need to talk about in a bit. We will. Um, but yeah, basically, Senna know their stuff when it comes to intercoms and audio in, in the helmet. Um, and what they try to do with this helmet is uh, cancel out the, the harmful wind noise by having a, basically an audio set up inside the helmet that then pumps out some kind of frequency that cancels out the, uh, the wind noise. Yeah. So effectively, you could ride a bike without any earplugs in and not be bothered by the by the wind noise. God, it'd be so good. It would if that comes off, that's gonna be fantastic. That's gonna be brilliant. That's I gonna, ride I always ride with earplugs. I do. After many, many years of riding without them and damaging my hearing now yeah. a bit late, but now I've got the message. Yeah. If we can put a helmet on, it'll feel weird. Yeah, it will. To not have that wind noise because yeah. you know from the year dot we've all had the wind noise. Yeah. But if that comes out, that'd be great. So hopefully we'll see something. Yeah. And then that obviously combined with um, an intercom system. And then you don't have to have it blasting out so loud mm. that everything gets garbled. But you can actually have like a normal conversation with your mate when you're riding along. It'd be amazing. Both of you just talking normal sort of volumes. And I mean, it's good now. You and I were testing um, Senna 10Cs. Mm. Yeah. And we were doing... We were doing a hundred mile an hour, a mile apart. No, not a hundred mile an hour. I think you find that it was seventy mile an hour. No, exactly. no, no. I think you find it was a hundred mile an hour, but this was an <laughs> autobahn in Germany. Oh, uh, it certainly wasn't anywhere in the UK. <laughs> That's what we said. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we did a hundred mile an hour, and we were a mile apart, and we could have. A decent conversation, couldn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah but the earplugs in and the volumes were up and naturally mm. all that sort of stuff. But to think you can ride at 100 mile an hour a mile apart. Mm. On an autobahn in Germany. Um, not in this country. Definitely not in this country. Yeah, they'll buy that. We'll even buy that, that's fine. <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's, it's really it's impressive good. kit. Yeah. Really impressive kit. The point I'm making is the, the kit now is good. I believe in Senna that they will produce this helmet. Because yeah. it's not a massive step, I don't think, for the tech that they've got. And they certainly have, has impressed me. Yeah, they have been working on it now for a while, so I've, it must be coming. They haven't abandoned the project, which... No, no, no. You know. They do just keep saying to us, don't they, next quarter, <laughs> you'll see it in the summer, yeah. see it in the winter. And if you're listening to this and you've followed us writing about it, Miko and I... Sorry, but you know, at the start we were we were just relaying what we were told, and I said, "Oh, it'll be out in the summer." We we're like, "Oh, great, it's get out in the summer." So we write a story about it. <laughs> get to the summer, you're like, "Where is it?" And they go, "Yeah, it's gonna be a winter thing now." <laughs> yeah. So we write, "Oh, it's coming out in the winter now," and then you go, "Where is it?" And they go, uh, "It might be next summer." At that point, we stop writing about it because we're like, oh, "We're not doing this a third time." No, the next time we write about it will be when we have it in our hands. Mm, absolutely, but really looking forward to it. Um, you mentioned newbies. I tested the Nuvis, have been testing the Nuvis since uh, start of August. Um, that looks like a cool piece of kit. That is. The Nuvis is a heads-up display thing that sits in front of the visor. Um, and uh, if you can imagine a mobile phone basically on the side of your helmet, a smartphone, and it projects up to a, a heads-up display unit, which is like a little perspex screen, which you can put into the right position for your eyes. Sounds like a gimmick. As with all these things, when um, when I was given the prototype to go and ride with, I was I was convinced it was a gimmick. I wasn't impressed just by default. You know, why was I impressed with it? Uh, five minutes after using it, I was like, right, I don't ever want to ride without it because it can do everything. It can scroll through music, give you a live GPS. It's got some GPS built in. 
you can you can go in or out of the next corner as much as you want to you know in terms of what's coming up when I went back from KTM in Austria I did like 2,000 miles across Europe wearing this thing and after a very short period of time I was using the built-in GPS to basically tell me how severe the next corner was and I was riding basically using this little screen as sort of like a, a digital navigator so and it was just easier. I can't, it's very hard to describe because after a while, it's a full color screen as well. After a while, it stops being located in the bottom right of your visor, and your brain sort of lifts it up and it sort of floats. It's a very odd sensation. Hmm. And suddenly you're riding, and you can see, you know, your speed or your GPS, or it's got a camera built in, so you can take photos or videos. And if you take the photos. They're immediately uploaded to a folder on your phone. Um, you basically you can set anything up via your phone, via the app for the Nuvis. It's just brilliant. It's a brilliant bit of kit. It's pricey. It's about 600 quid, something like mm. that. Um, is it worth 600 quid? If I wasn't looking for a new helmet, it's worth 600 quid. If I'm looking for a new helmet, then the helmet, that would be you know the budget within which the top of the range helmets fall into. Well, you show your allies, etc. If you look at the new Schubert um, C4 flip helmet yeah. with the intercom again Senna. Is that the black in, one that you had? Yeah. yeah. So it's got the Senna intercom system built in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got two different options for the intercoms, um, basic or advanced. I think the advanced adds, I think, connectivity with your phone. Um, but basically the helmet costs 550 quid. The intercoms cost I think 175 for the basic. Wow. 200 something for the advanced. Wow. So you're looking at seven, eight hundred pounds for the whole package. Yeah. That's a lot of moolah, isn't it? It is a lot That's of moolah. Moola. Um, but then people will be listening to this saying, yeah, but the new is 600 quid on top of your helmet. Mm. But then yeah. it's, it's a heads up display, so it's, it's a heads up display. A bit more than. It's a live working now. You can have it put on your helmet, heads up display. So you do feel like Streethawk, you also feel like an <laughs> Apache helicopter pilot. Which might sound a bit cock, but I'll be honest with you, it's brilliant. Yeah. It is brilliant, you know. And most likely it should always be a bit about fantasy, if nothing else. Yeah. But, um, I, I like it. And, and what the reason I brought Noobies up is because they will be at the NEC. We know that. Um, and go, go and go and find them. Um, not sure what stand they'll be on. We haven't got the stand numbers yet or anything no. like that. But they will be there, so go and find Nuvis um, if you're listening to this, and just have a look at it at the NEC. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not suggesting go and buy it blind. That's a lot of money to go and buy blind, but just go and put a helmet on that's got it fitted and have a play around with it. It's it looks and feels like a gimmick at the start, but five minutes after you used it, it's like wow, I don't I don't want to ride without it now. Even if you just have it on mute because it can stream music and all that sort of malarkey, as usual from your phone. If you just have it on mute, so no noise, but you've just got this live colour screen that is acting as a GPS or just telling you your speed, and yeah, you could look at the dash on your bike, but this is, you know, the focal point is set to be about the same as the back of your hand on the grip. Mm. So you don't even have to, you're not even refocusing really anything more than you would normally. It's just great. I really enjoy the new viz, and I think the guys who've made it, it's a bit of lightning in a bottle at the moment. And it's the, it's the heads-up display that we've been given we've ridden with and 
we've discovered the joys of it, really, or I've discovered the joys of it. Mm-hmm. You haven't ridden with it yet. No, no. No, we must get you in one because I think you'll I think you'll like it. It's the, it's the next natural progressive step from a Bluetooth. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about it because I know you, you've been raving about it. You've been, raving. You, you've really loved it. Bloody raving, uh, mate. <laughs> you have been I'm raving. I'm raving about it. You have been raving. I am. Um, so I'm quite curious to, to test it. Mm. I, do like, I do like having music when I... When I ride and you yeah, know, well you can have music with it. I'm just saying that even if you if you choose, you don't want the music yeah. with the new version. You have all that added usability, usefulness. Yeah. But you know, you can you can just keep riding, and it's just there. It's another tool. Yeah. And um, and you might feel like a bit of a tool when you start off with it. <laughs> but it's a useful tool, none the same. Um, things to tell you about motorcycle live. Again, if you just search motorcycle live on the More Bikes website, you'll. Um, morebikes.co.uk um, you'll see we're, we're just featuring everything that's going on at Motorcycle Live at the NEC and that is uh, there's loads of chances to ride I think they've booked the amount of chances to ride now mm. you can go you can do the adventure stuff you can go out on test rides stuff for beginners so or kids um, dirt and yeah, balance bike yeah and all, all sorts yeah. Um, yeah and if you pre-order your tickets at one stocks last there's a, like a goodie bag that you qualify for for a minimum spend and you find all the details on the website but um, yeah, if you're going to go don't don't wait now to get your tickets because it's all indoors you don't have to worry about it mm. unless you're going to ride and you're going to go outdoors but you're going to wear the right kit anyway uh, so you might as well pre-book if you can and get something extra out of them yeah. for it you know going to be a good show um, I am looking forward to seeing a couple of uh, a couple of new bikes there from the UK industry not least of all um Seeing what Triumph do, mm. because Triumph needs something now. I think Triumph has been, you know, impressive with what it's done recently. But uh, I want to see something different. Yeah. Now from Triumph, I expect something different from there. Also, Norton and this uh, this new calf racer, not mm. calf racer, but sort of cafe cruiser type thing. Um, I want to see that in the flesh. Yeah. Um, because I'm pretty sure I won't see any of them out on the road. Aha! <laughs> um, but yeah, that's quite pretty. But then they've made a lot of bikes in the past that look quite pretty. The Nemesis, for instance, look quite pretty. Um, I hate having to leave work here and have to fight my way through all the Nortons on the road. <laughs> it's it's, it's the, the bane of my life, but there you go. Um, yeah, looking forward to seeing that. So, Motorcycle Live, I've talked about that. Now, just stepping back from the shows that are coming in, We've got to talk about the V-Twin supercharged Honda. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, yeah. Now, you've got to check this out on the website. We have the patents for it. We slapped them up. Um, first look and all that, it was fantastic. And it really blew us out of the water because we have uh, a lot of really good mates in Japan who hear a lot of things and tell us a lot of things. And a good friend of mine um, in Japan, he heard about um, a bike that Honda is developing and he was told it looks like a monster like a Ducati monster mm. so at this same time I sent to him a patent that I was sent this is how it all works folks I sent to him a patent saying uh, check this out this is coming from Honda it's like a, a big sort of calf racer well naked not really a calf racer sort of modern brutish unfair naked so my friend in Japan put two and two together and um, got a drawing made, and it's what we think is going to be this CB1000, this new five-blade engine, big naked. But he made it look a bit like a monster, which, as it turns out, probably isn't going to look quite as much like a monster. 
So we all thought, oh well, fair enough, we've had a slight miss here, but we're there or thereabouts, we know what it is, it's going to be the Blade engine, you know, and it's going to sort of come back. So we didn't think anything more of it, and about three weeks later, up pops its patent, granted to Honda, of a bike that's a Honda with a trellis frame like a monster, a V-twin engine like a monster, Slapped onto the side of it, a massive supercharger, well the intake for it, the supercharger is actually in between the, the cylinders, uh, under where the tank would go. And overall, in the patent design, it looks pretty damn much like a Ducati monster. So that's the bike that my friend in Japan had been told about mm. at the same time as we were hearing over here about this naked bruiser cruiser mm. street bike, whatever. And when we saw the patents, couldn't believe it. Because this thing looks incredible. Got a massive intake on the left-hand side of the engine. We know it's supercharged. We know it's a V-twin. We know it's a Honda. We know it's got a trellis frame. Or a, a look-alike trellis frame. It's yeah. got a bit of trellis frame, judging by the drawings. Mm. Again, you can look at this on more bikes. Go and have a look on there. We've got the patents up there. I'd type in, uh, in the search engine, type in V-twin or supercharged or something like that. Or yeah. Honda, it'll come up as that. And you can see the drawings for yourself. Make your own mind up about it. But... Man, I don't think it's going to be at Ike, man. I just don't. I, I, I think it's too early. I yeah. think it's next year. Yeah. I, I hope it's at Ike, man. God, I'd love to see it. I would love to see that in the flesh. Yeah. A Honda supercharged monster, effectively. Yeah. Holy crap! <laughs> I know. Yes, please. Without that, that would just be such fun to ride as well. Especially if Honda can dial in a bit of attitude. Mm. You know, darling, like Ducati do and Suzuki do. And I know people say, oh, you know, Honda's great, you know, they're, they're fantastic. And they are fantastic. I've never ever got off a Honda, and, uh, or I've never got on a Honda and not got to my destination, I had a nice ride and all that sort of thing. Mm. I'm all for that. And I know that people can often misinterpret flaws or bits of design that don't line up as character. Maybe that's what it is, you know, but I like a bit of character on the bikes. And I just, I just hope Honda can dial a little bit of that in. But, it, mate, if it's as smooth as a Honda works, like Honda goes like Honda, and then has a supercharger to kick you in the balls, <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm in. Sign yeah. me up for that straight yeah. away. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but, you know, have they got too close to GK, do you think? It's Honda. They can do anything they want. With they it, can, don't yeah. They? No, I, I don't think so. I think Ducati's not going to bring out a, a supercharged monster, are they? I bet they Or are they? Mm. I bet after they saw that paint on them, they thought, oh, damn it, we should have put a supercharger on the monster. That's yeah. what we should have done. I mean, this could be smoke and mirrors. It could be Honda trying the wrong for everybody. But yeah. I don't think so, because, you know, getting a proper drawing done, filing it, registering it, protecting it, that's money and time. Mm. Somebody at Honda has gone through that process. Many people at Honda have gone through that process to reach this point. But they have protected that idea. Mm. I would love to be a fly on the wall of Ducati when they saw that story appear. I bet uh, there was some uh, arms waved in the air at that point. <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to that. It'd be an amazing motorcycle, that. Um, so at this time of year, the weather's starting to turn shitty. The roads are starting to turn shitty. And we, like so many other people, are still riding. Uh, and cleaning the bikes is getting harder and harder, but more than necessary. Um, so while you've done for the cold 
whether ah because you got a much bigger commute than me. How much you commute? I've got forty-five miles one Each way. way. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's it's you got a ninety-mile commute. Ninety-mile commute. I've got Which a twelve-mile commute. <laughs> yeah, uh, round round trip. So <laughs> yeah. we're very different in that respect. But yeah, but no, I like it. I I like commuting. Um, uh, what you notice is how how the, how the lights work on the bikes, which is usually not that well. Mm-hmm. Um, when it gets dark and you, you're riding home, and it is getting colder. It was um, it was just around zero uh, the other day when I rode in, but I had my uh, my new Kais heated jacket, and I oh, tell yes. you what, that is an impressive piece of kit. This is new for this year. This yeah. is new, brand new jacket. It's um, Kais have done heated. Um, garments of all sorts for ages um, and I've t- tested their their vest before yeah uh, one that comes with a battery pack so it's like a dual powered one yeah you can run it off the battery or off it off the bike so you um, just charge it up overnight yeah, okay. the yeah. Right. but this jacket this is only wired into the bike um, you can't use a battery well you could use a battery but it would just drain it too quickly yeah um, but the arms heated on it then. Mm-hmm. It's got heated it's got, arms. It's got heated arms, heated chest, okay. heated back, heated collar. Heated it, collar? Heated collar. It's lovely. Shit. It keeps the back of your neck all nice and warm. Oh man. It's it's That's lush. I was I was riding in and it was the, the temperature according to the bike thermometer, it was uh, sort of fluctuating between plus one and minus one yeah. on my ride. So a bit chilly. A bit chilly. Um, and I had the. I've also got uh, like a controller unit for the jacket, which you, you have to pay a little extra, but it's really worth it because it's. Uh, oh, you can still. Is that on the bike? Is that mounted on the bike? No, no. It's just the. You can you plug it into the jacket and it just pops out under the the hem of the jacket. Oh, right. um, both Yeah, yeah. It's just one bu- one button. You just press it and it and, changes. Oh, and it just rotates. Just ro- rotates. Same as. Uh, like heat grips, it just goes from low, medium to high. Right. Okay. Um, and the high setting was was brilliant for that day. Yeah. Um, kept me nice and warm, and I only had a t-shirt, that kind of jacket, and then my riding jacket on top. I didn't even have the liner in my riding jacket. Oh, really? Um, and that was on the day was minus yeah. one plus one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Nice and warm. I was on a multi so I had the screen, so some of the wind okay. chill was dealt with that. But yeah, fair enough, enough, but you still on the bike and it's yeah. minus one, so you know. Yeah. If you didn't have that heated stuff on, you'd still feel the yeah. name, I've, I've had it on warmer days, like when it's been around plus 10, around that, and I've just had it on the low setting. Just, <laughs> just, just to get a little, just a little bit of fluctuation. Yeah, I like, wrong with I you? like it warm. You got so soft. So soft over the years. My, my people, they, they've shunned me. What, the fins? Yeah. Yeah, that's surprising. surprise. <laughs> no longer Viking, you're wearing heated gear at 10 degrees. Um, is it just the jacket then, or have you got like trousers? I've just stuff? got the jacket. I, I don't find that my legs are usually cold, to be honest. Yeah, no sole, that's what it is. <laughs> is if, you don't, if you don't have a sole, you, your legs don't get cold. Um, how much is it, can you remember? Um, I can't remember how much it is. I do know who brings Kais in, though. It's Moto House. Yeah. So, you can, is it, oh God, listen to us. Oh, professional journalist. K-E-I-S. K-E-I-S yeah. or two S's? Single S, two S's. Single S? Single S, two S's. Commit uh, now. Oh, it's one. One S. One S, you sure? No. <laughs> <laughs> right, K-E-I-S or maybe K-E-I-S-S. In the UK, uh, it's Moto House. Yeah. M-O-T-O-H-A-U-S. 
and I assume you're going to do a review on it for Motorcycle Sport and Leisure. I will do. I will do. I've only just worn it for uh, for a week. Yeah, now, yeah. So get some miles on it. I need to um, test it a bit more. Yeah, got to check the uh, the sturdiness of these mm. things and the longevity of them. But I was really impressed so far. I've been really impressed. Very good. Pricey. Did we just talk about price? Yeah, I can't is. remember how much it is. Um, well, roughly 10 grand, 50p? <laughs> somewhere between those two extremes? Somewhere, uh, I reckon around 150 mark. Okay. You, you look like I made you commit to something now and you're really not sure. I, I really am. I really am not sure at all. You can't look at your phone. I haven't got my the phone. Whole, the whole point of this is no checking up. No Googling. I don't it's remember. It's like being in a bar. No Googling. I don't remember how much it is, mate. Oh, fair enough. What a shame. I know. Anyway, uh, so, the kites, it's the heated jacket with the arms. Have you got anything else from them that you try? No, no. Okay. Did you have a pair of inner gloves once from them? No, mate, no. Am tripping? No. I think they do inner gloves. I was, yeah, I was supposed to I was supposed to get some, but I haven't got them yet. Oh, maybe um, that's what it is. We were talking yeah, about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they do inner gloves that are heated as well, aren't mm. they? Man, I, I, it sounds fantastic, especially if we're doing big tours... Yeah. Through the winter, you know, six, seven, eight yeah. hours in the saddle, and you can be heated. Yeah. Wow. Who'd want a car? <laughs> never, never a car again. Um, so you've got your yeah swank. Excuse me, your swanky kite stuff. Mm. I've dug out my old Alpine Star stick neck warmer. Yeah. So that's it. That's the start of winter for me now. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like when the swallows leave, the thick neck warmer comes out and we're okay. Um, but. Old tricks to stay warm. Now, the only reason I say this was because, was it last year, you and I were coming back from a job in London, and it was about quarter past one in the morning, we were both riding, and it just got bitter, didn't it? Proper cold. Yeah. Caught us out a bit, because we didn't really have... On the M11, it got yeah, cold, yeah. No kit with us, really, did we? So we basically stopped and at a service station, mm. and it was diesel gloves, those plastic see-through disposable diesel gloves, Three or four pairs of them on each hand, yeah. under the gloves to keep us warm. Uh, it was digging out everything we had in the backpacks, putting on every layer, the thin waterproofs that we took with us. Yeah, They went on top of, no, I think I put mine under my textile jacket, just to stop the wind getting in. Yeah. And it sort of worked, didn't it? You know, it these, did. These, old, yeah. these old things that you can do. I know you know people listening might be like, yeah, get Newspaper and show it down the front of the mm. jacket. It's just to stop the wind. I've done that. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's not bad. It does. It does work. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to spend tons and tons of money to to ride in in bad weather. You know, when mm. I was a kid, I used to get a set of oversized marigolds. You know, dishwashing mm. gloves. They would go over your summer gloves, and that would yeah. be your winter glove. I mean, you looked like a complete burk. <laughs> yeah. I remember in performance bikes, I've seen a photo of Mick Doohan. Yeah. Uh, I think it was winter testing on the Rothmans NSR 500 oh, <laughs> probably Ray Acre or something like that yeah. um, it wasn't winter testing it was testing bad weather and he had a set of marigolds basically over his race gloves yeah. I just thought to myself well it's good enough for me to do it you know <laughs> and some idiot crashing his RD350 around Peterborough that was me at the time it's good enough for me why yeah. not yeah. Um, but it works you know these old tricks you don't have to oh, spend yeah. a fortune just if you if you want some really nicely made kit it's I, suppose, I suppose that's the thing all that nice kit, it just makes life so much easier. Yeah. You don't need to faff around with it. It's just there and it works instantly. Yeah, it makes you yeah. warm, makes that just makes that trip more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, we you and I commute, you and I use the bikes for business as do a lot of people. And so if you want it, it's there, which is always yeah. a, a nice thing. Um, right, any other business? Because we're almost at the end now. It's uh, we get to the end of Das podcast. 
No, I reckon we need to. Oh, no, hang on a minute. You're going to the Kawasaki's at 900 RS? Yeah, that should be good. That's going to be. This can be end of, end of November. End of November, is that yeah. Barcelona? Yeah, yes, I believe it is. Yes, that's yeah. a bike that's got a lot of interest. You've kind of lost your nut over it a little bit as well, haven't you? Really like I, think it. It, I think it looks awesome in pictures. I'm really curious to see, see it in the flesh. Sometimes bikes look better or worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, photos don't always do them justice, or no. sometimes they do too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to bike it, it's okay. Yeah. It's so, so. It's just like sometimes the things like the build quality, you can't really judge that so well from, from pictures. No, it's true. But this is a Kawasaki. It is a Z900. It's got to be They've given it that name. Yeah. I expected, I personally expected things from it. The suspension yeah. is good. Brakes look good. If the riding position is spot, you're going to have a riot on that out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, So I look forward to seeing that. Definitely. Definitely. No, that's going to be, that's going to be good fun. And then pretty soon all the, all the um, launches will be announced for all of the models we're about to see at ICMA. Um, so yeah, we'll keep you yeah. up to speed with those. Um, right, so that'll do it. We'll draw it to conclusion there. Go check out www.morebikes.co.uk um, for all the stories that they break on a daily, sometimes hourly basis. Um, and most of them are firsts. So go and check them out if you want to stay ahead of the news. Um, also go and check out Miko's magazine, The Wonderful Motorcycle Sports and Leisure. Um, it's absolutely cracking and you won't uh, regret checking it out but for now we'll say thanks for listening uh, Miko say goodbye thank you goodbye and goodbye from me and we'll see you next time here on the More Bikes podcast thanks very much see you later bye bye